And welcome to our Jackson home. This week I am joined by Omer Youssef, who is a journalist at The Sun. And for a long time I've been saying your name is Omar, but it's not. It's Omer. Because it's O-M-E-R, right? Right. Um, does that happen a lot? It ha- it's happened my entire life. People like to spell my name O-M-A-R. It's just something you get used to. Yeah. I- I've stopped correcting people when they say my last name wrong. How do you say, how do you say it? Adelsberger. Okay, so I haven't seen it. Right yeah, then. but some people will be like Adelsberger. That's a common one, um, and and I just I just don't I just don't correct them. Random, random fact though, I think Yusuf's always been like the harder one, but people tend to get Yusuf right and then Omer wrong. So I've always thought it's a little mm. weird. I very rarely have that problem with Kevin. I I couldn't see why. So so uh, Omer, you uh, have been working at the Sun since I started January third. It's been almost four months now. And so tell me a little bit about, um, or how did you get to Jackson? Okay, it's kind of a weird story, so I'm going to have to take you back a little bit. Okay. When I was at the University of Memphis, I had an internship with the Commercial Appeal Mm -hmm. in summer of 2015. So I got to know everyone there and the editor, Lewis Graham, pretty pretty well. And then a couple years later, I'm job searching, and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not really coming up Millhouse here, so... I get an email from him one day. I'm at work doing my part-time job. And he says, you know, there's this opening at the Jackson Sun. Would you be interested? And, of course, I hop on it immediately. Mm-hmm. So we start emailing back and forth. And then I believe I want to say the first week of December I went for a visit. It went pretty well. Got to know everyone. And then it just kind of worked out well. A couple weeks later, signed the contract. Mm-hmm. And January, first 3rd of January started. And it's been a wild four months. Yeah, So you, so what are you covering specifically for the city? Specifically, I cover business and government. Those are my two main beats, mm-hmm. but you're more than likely can see me on a bunch of general assignments. And currently, we don't have an education reporter at the moment, so you'll see me at a lot of education meetings, mm-hmm. school board meetings, a lot of those big decisions I've had to cover too. So yeah. you see me just about everywhere. Yeah, so you're running pretty hard right now. Yes. <laughs> so, not... like, how many other places have you been today? I've only been to one today. There was a mega site meeting today. That... Oh. Anything good come and, out of that? Um, not ter- No, you're still kind of in the same boat with mega sites. So. You're supposed to say, "I don't know." Read the paper tonight and find out. That's that. We'll work on that. We'll work. I'll help you. I'll help you with that. I haven't been here long enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, now, Omar, I want to give you a special honor here. I think you're the first person that I've had on this podcast that is a Vikings fan. I want to say that's an honor, and I. But at the same time, being a Vikings fan is one of the most challenging parts of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, wait, I feel like we can. I can say this. Uh, if that's the most challenging part of your life, you've got it pretty good. Omar. That's what I, No, yeah, I've always told myself that, especially as I've gotten older. And if yeah. the worst part of my week is the Vikings losing a football game, then I'm yeah. okay. Yeah. I think I'm It happens right. a lot, but it, uh, it, is a, it is a rough spot. So, now, are you originally from Memphis? Because... Most people from Memphis aren't Vikings fans. Did you come from Minnesota? I came from Minnesota. I was born. I was born in Minneapolis. Uh-huh. I moved to Memphis when I was ten. Okay, lived there for about twelve years, and then I moved here in January. Gotcha. So I also I lived in Minnesota for a, a period of my life uh, before I moved to Illinois, which then I moved here from. So uh, the Southern progression is a real thing. It is. Um. I. I and I, I enjoy it. So. So Armor, what? What do you? Is you keep up with all Minnesota sports? What do you do for fun? You know. I like to. Do you have time for fun? I do occasionally. When I'm off, have time for fun. I like to hang out with my family and friends. Mm-hmm. 
I'm a big Minnesota sports fan. I'm a big Vikings fan, Timberwolves fan. I follow the Twins in the wild. Mm-hmm. Just it's, and I'm a big soccer fan as well. My okay. favorite team is Chelsea. So I've been I've been a fan of theirs for about eleven years. Mm-hmm. So I just like I just love sports. Sports is yeah. what kind of just I've always been able to connect with people through mm-hmm. sports, and it's just fascinating to me. Gotcha. And and your, Memf- your family still lives in Memphis. Family still lives. So in it's quick drive. It's What's your up. favorite barbecue place? I don't eat barbecue. I don't eat pork. So <sighs> okay. I get that. I'm Muslim, so I don't eat pork. I don't drink alcohol. Okay. So, but I do like Topps Barbecue's burgers. Okay. So I do have a favorite barbecue spot. I just don't Which eat barbecue. Not because of the barbecue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, all right. Well, let's head into the first break. We'll come back and we'll talk more about journalism, how you got into it, what you care about. So, so between the Tennessee and Mississippi rivers, this is our Jackson. And we're back with our Jackson home. I'm here with Omer Youssef. He is uh, the business and government reporter for the Jackson Sun. Uh, and he's he went to school for journalism. Um, why? Why? Like, it's, it's an interesting age to be a journalist and to be going into journalism. So what, what made you decide, this is what I'm going to do? Okay. So I'm in high school. It's time to pick a major. Mm-hmm. I got no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Everyone else, everyone else around you has an idea of what yeah. they want to do. They want to do these super cool majors. They want to be in nursing or in business. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I love sports. Mm-hmm. And for those that don't know, my athletic career did not work out terribly well. I played <laughs> one year of uh, football in high school as a freshman. I was on the bench most of the season. Yeah. So that didn't go out too well. So it's kind of running out of options. And journalism was just... It seemed like a great way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Seemed like a great way to you know get involved in sports, cover sports journalism. That's mm-hmm. that's what drove me in. So mm-hmm. I kind of picked it my first semester of my senior year of high school, and it's been an interesting ride ever since. So okay, have you gotten to do any sports journalism before I took this job? Actually, basically all of my experience in college was all sports. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started at the Daily Homesman, the student newspaper. I had one semester as a news reporter, but then after a couple semesters, I became a sports reporter, mm-hmm. then sports editor mm-hmm. for three semesters. I got to cover University of Memphis basketball and football closely, mm-hmm. so that was a nice little beat there. And then when I interned at the Commercial Appeal, sports reporter there. So this, the fact that I kind of ended up taking a business and government yeah. job was not something I expected this time last yeah. year, but it's been an interesting transition. I mean, but as... I got older. I appreciated journalism more, especially good journalism. Mm-hmm. It, and it is so important that we still have it, yeah. even in our reduced circumstances now. So, I mean, it's a, it's a great profession to be a part of, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I've made it this far. Yeah. So, so what have you found that you like about the areas that you're covering now? Just meeting the people, too, and mm-hmm. finding out their stories. And as far as business and government, I mean, it's kind of cool to be able to like for them to open up to you and tell you what's wrong with the city or what's going Mm -hmm. well what do they want to cut what kind of taxes they want to increase and just Mm kind of how they like pitch it to you because sometimes they have to try and they have to be able to convince the public that this is the right way to go about it and just kind of the strategies they go about it is kind of fascinating and as we move over to budget season over the next few weeks and the next couple months it'll be interesting to see what changes they have to make and you know 
how they try to speak to the public about that. Yeah, and you kind of serve as an intermediary there. I'm kind of the man in the middle. I'm the messenger. Yeah. I kind of like, I hear what they say, combine it with the facts, and then I present it to the public. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I just try to stay out of the way. Yeah. That's kind of, especially with business and government, because I don't want to be one-sided one way or another, but I I also have to present both sides of the issue. Yeah. So, so we hear a lot about, um, especially during this last election cycle, a lot about, you know, news journalists doing one thing to make someone do something and stuff like that. How do you navigate the balance of, I want to, how do you, how do you intentionally stay neutral? I guess is my question. I think you stay detached from the issue as far as like picking a side. Mm-hmm. I always go in with that one mind. Uh-huh. I mean, which is kind of hard when you're used to not being able to do that. I mean, mm-hmm. let's. I mean, everyone has has opinions on politics and yeah. business, so to be able to stay neutral is important. But it's 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 not easy. Yeah. I mean, naturally, you're always going to have one side. But I think the important thing is, is to be able to learn. Because I'm learning too. I'm learning along with you yeah. as I'm getting this information. And I think it's important that I take that information and just not put myself out there. Because the stories are not about me. The issues, mm-hmm. I'm just the one presenting the issues. Yeah. It's the officials and business people that have to, mm-hmm. that are facing them. And then the public that will get the brunt of whatever happens. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's hard, but you have to do it. It's your job. and. You lose you lose trust pretty quickly if yeah you don't maintain that. Have you felt like you've gained trust since you've been here? Do people approach you differently? People definitely approach me differently now. Four months in, I think they respect my work. I'm always been pretty professional. Mm-hmm. I understand what I have to do with my job. I'm I know how to talk to people, mm-hmm. and I think people respect that if you're honest with them, and you approach them in the right way. People, if you if you're nice to people and kind to them, mm-hmm. then they will be less likely to give you that mean answer, and they'll be more likely to talk to you when something tough comes. Yeah, which is always inevitable in our industry. So yeah, absolutely. Well, I'd also say that, like, I think we met probably one of your first weeks on the job, just being out and about, and um, you were pretty quiet. I'm and... a, I'm a naturally quiet person, but I think you've opened up in the last couple of weeks. I have I mean, months. I have opened up more. I'm just. I, at my, I guess my natural state, I'm a pretty quiet and shy person, mm-hmm. but which is just, just you know, when you look at the personality, right. it lines up perfectly with journalists. Which, it, of course, because <laughs> I mean, it's kind of just, just fits perfectly. But I think at the same time, being in journalism has opened mm-hmm. me up because I can have conversations with strangers now that mm-hmm. I could not be, I was not able to have a few years ago. Yeah. So I'm much more of a. I've always been a confident person whenever I knew the person, but now that's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like Jackson's opened up to me really well, and it's much easier for me to open up back to them mm-hmm. and speak with the community and speak with leaders. And I think they respect me, and I have a lot of respect for them too for yeah. what they're trying to do. One of the things I've really loved about Jackson, and I feel like because people are like, "Why do you like this city so much?" and I think it has a low barrier to entry, meaning that if if you want to go talk to the people who are in charge of things, it's not that hard to go do that. Have you found that to be true? I have. I mean. Whenever I needed to talk to a city councilman or a county commissioner or mm-hmm. the mayor, whoever it may be, I've been able to get them pretty easily. 
And when I worked in Memphis, it was a lot harder to get the people I needed to talk to. Mm-hmm. In Jackson, I feel like everyone's much more open to it, mm-hmm. and that makes my job so much easier because yeah. I'm not having to wait hours and hours to get calls or emails returned. And that stories are better. And I think it's important that we have these people speaking on these issues mm-hmm. and not just me writing the story. And having their input is also important for all the stories that... Yeah, it, gets, it gives you an opportunity to get more of a balanced viewpoint. Of course. So if, if Omar calls, Omar, if Omar calls, answer so he can get your side of the story too. That's all I'm trying to get. <laughs> <laughs> He's not doing a hit job. He's just I, trying to... I'm not trying to... I've never been a hit job kind of journalist. I'm yeah. just trying to do my job. That's a features person, right? That's yeah, more of a... Yeah, that's a features, whatever. It's not yeah. my job. Yeah. Have you stepped on anybody's toes? Do you, have you feel like you've done that yet? Um, I don't think so to this point. Have you got any angry phone calls or anything like that? I mean, you get a couple of angry emails. I mean, you make a couple of mistakes early on. Mm-hmm. There are some things I'm still trying to learn. Mm-hmm. So you've got a there's a little bit of criticism, but most of all, the community's been pretty kind to me. I mean, there's just nothing quite like you know someone telling you after you've written a story that you know you did a really good job, getting yeah. calls, emails. I mean, it just kind of reminds you what you're doing it for, and mm-hmm. you feel mm-hmm. good about yourself. It makes the it makes those tough days a little bit easier sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, uh, I've never worked in a, at a newspaper, and most of our listeners haven't either. So what's the process? Like, how do you find a story and then go to write it? Do someone approve it? Like, what, is, how do, what is that work process like? Well, normally I'll have the idea, whether it's assigned to me or I get the idea or I come up with my own. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's pitch it. Once it kind of gets approved, you got to... Who do you pitch it to? Um, right now, we have our planning editor Trini Truex she's kind of our liaison to Memphis and Nashville mm-hmm. so like we'll pitch it to her and then usually you try and get a go ahead from a source that you, know, you can go ahead and call them for this or have your people lined up and then after I always like to have my questions ready mm-hmm. well ahead of time for whatever I'm writing on so yeah. I don't get surprised or because the last thing you want to do as a journalist is go into a story unprepared yeah because when you do you definitely feel the difference and I think they feel the difference too. So because mm-hmm. you need to, because I'm, I mean, you cover a lot of different things, but you need to make sure that you know what you're talking about. Yeah, and if you call them to get a scheduled appointment, then they should be like, "Let's talk now." Right. Is that happen? That's happened. Yeah. That's why it's good to have your questions ready just in case that does happen. It's like, yeah. oh, they can't talk right now, but they can only talk now. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things, and I also like to do a lot of background, especially if it's on something that. Because I'm still learning things, right? I've yeah. only been here a few months, so if there's something that happened last year, I don't know anything about yeah. it. So I usually like to, like to do a lot of background. Like I just like to know as much as possible going in. Mm-hmm. And then once you do your interviews, sometimes your story shifts. Mm-hmm. And then I you just I used to be a pretty big transcriber when it came to, but now I've kind of gotten better at picking when I need. Yeah, as as you become more efficient. As you become more efficient, because being efficient is key now, because you don't have as much time to write stories. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact. Yeah. So then you write your story and then get it sent and then you'll see it online in print. So, Does someone approve that story? Yes, yes. Or I'll send it back back to my planning editor. She'll mm-hmm. look at it. And then we are, as a Gannett paper, we're all working together now. So our stories are distributed to Memphis and Nashville as mm-hmm. far as editing, that kind of thing. And then you'll see it published. So that's, yeah. that's more or less the process. It, def- it varies depending on how big of a story is, but if it's more or less a routine story, maybe it takes a couple hours or gotcha. an hour. So. Um, what's been your favorite piece that you've done so far? There's been a lot. Yeah. 
Um, I guess the, one of the most recent ones I got to do was I got to interview a World War II veteran. Okay. So that was pretty cool. That locally here? Locally here. He really? He lives in Jackson. And it just came out this Sunday. And just there's not many World War II veterans left. Mm-hmm. And to be able to get his story. And he hadn't told anyone about it. He hadn't told anyone outside of his family about it, his experiences for the past 30 years. So to be able to get that story and for him to speak so openly about it. He's 95. Mm-hmm. So his name is Raymond Osborne. And he's a great guy to talk to. And you can learn a lot from him. And it's just, it's a, I mean, even though it was in the 1940s, you can still recall a lot of things really well. Mm-hmm. And it's just fascinating because, you know, you weren't around for them. So his life was so different. And mm-hmm. one of the cool things, I don't want to spoil the story a little too much, is that he kind of just his experiences of being in the war they're just different you know you just you never know what to expect you can't really prepare for it you know there's mm-hmm. not like there's not like a survival guy you just kind of have to go out there and figure it out yeah step by step and he made it work that's cool all right well let's head into the second break and we'll come back and we'll talk about journalism and where it's going and um what's happening at the sun so so from our front porch to yours this is our jackson home And we're back with Omer Youssef. Omer is a journalist at the Jackson Sun. Uh, Omer, you've been here for about six months now, so you're not not even six months. Four months. Four months. Man, it's not even four months that you've been here, but you've been here for some changes at the Sun. So why don't you tell us about like what's been going on over there? So we've changed the way that we do print now. Gannett, who owns us, and five other, the five other biggest newspapers, we Gannett owns six of the top seven. In Tennessee. In Tennessee. And then and a lot in the other states. And a lot everywhere else. So they've decided to go in a direction of making breaking news more online, which means in print, you won't see breaking things the next day. Like there's, We have a cutoff at 7 p.m. So now, is that, I mean, to me, 7 p.m. sounds late. But is that not the case in newspapers traditionally? Traditionally, you would a reporter would normally, depending on when they start their day if you start at eight or nine then seven you're usually not there by seven but we have meetings and stuff like that then you're going to be there past seven or at the meetings past seven so for example if i cover a school board meeting it's not going to be in the paper the next day but mm-hmm. because we're pushing it online you'll still have it online and then the idea is is that we'll have a longer story in print for our subscribers the next day a more in-depth story mm-hmm. and that's the direction that they want to go in they've that's how they feel mm-hmm. that that online is the where journalism is going and mm-hmm. it's not so much going to print so gotcha so so the like the general's box score is not going to be in there it's not going to be in their paper because the they don't finish the game by seven o'clock yeah you'll be hard for us to finish nine innings and yeah so so did they did stories i mean did the deadline used to be like midnight or something like that does that seem our deadlines used to be around 10 okay 10 or 11 uh, it's different from sports. Mm-hmm. They get a little bit longer, but uh, so it's a, it's a bit different. Mm-hmm. You're still we're still trying to get used to it. Yeah, and we'll kind of see how it goes. It's been we've been doing this for a few weeks or about a month now, so mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to say where I see it all working mm-hmm. out in the end. But right now it's going okay. And and we also have some more connection with Memphis and Nashville now. We do. That's who we more or less send our content to mm-hmm. to kind of finalize it all because mm-hmm. that's we're more of a statewide initiative and some of our stuff's going to Nashville, some of our stuff's going to Memphis and we're mm-hmm. still trying to figure out how it's all going to work. And and then you said, uh, did they, have they, 
right now there's you and who else is on the ground here? We got Miranda Ferris who does crime courts. Mm-hmm. We've just added Brittany Jackson. She's going to be our new features reporter starting today of this podcast. Yeah. And we have um, two photographers, Kenneth Cummings and Cody Schmelter. And then we have our two sports reporters and Brandon, Brandon Shields, a sports columnist, mm-hmm. high school sports columnist. And then we have Michael Odom. And then we have our planning editor, Trinae Truex. So those are all, all the people we have on the ground. So we're still still got people on the ground doing the reporting. We do, but some of the upper level stuff, maybe, or some of the you know maybe layouts and stuff like that, are are, are done elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So, and then obviously more of the national things. I mean, that's more and that's more been a thing for a while now too. So. Yeah, share with share with shared content. Yeah, with the Tennessee and Tennessee. AP and stuff like that. So, so with all that being said, it's getting harder for local journalism, I would say, um, and you can disagree with that but uh what do you think uh, where do you see journalism going like for you have a unique vantage point you're a young person uh you're younger than me uh and so you're a young person in journalism um in 2017 um where where do you see this going i see i see them figuring out a way to make journalism financially sustainable again Mm -hmm. i really do i think that it's just there's been a lot of hit and misses with how to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, online, I th- you think online is the way to get there. I think trying to find the way to advertise online and get that money in because a lot of the money is still coming in from print. So mm-hmm. trying to find that right way to get to people and advertise and get those dollars up. Mm-hmm. I think the opportunity is there, but obviously people don't pick up the paper like they used to. We've gone through a lot of changes at the Sun, sadly, or not just even before I got here. Mm-hmm. So we're just trying. So it's not your fault. It's not my fault. Yeah, you can quote me on that. <laughs> so we're just trying to all figure it out. It's, it's, it's not as easy as it once was, but we're still, we still got to put out paper and content every day. Mm-hmm. It's our job. So we're just trying to do it the best we can. Absolutely. Um, Omar, if someone has. Omar, if someone has. Uh, I'm going to. You just correct me every time. I'll, I'll correct you um, every single time. You I'm do. asking you to do that. Um, it, so if someone has a story idea or uh, wants to see more about your stuff, how do they go about doing that? Well, you, if you want to read what I've written to this point, you can go go to the Jackson Sons website, just type in my name. Mm-hmm. All my stories that I've ever written for the Sun will pop up. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I think we're at 130. So there's a lot for you to Oh right my gosh, there. yeah. And if you want to have a story idea, you want something you think I can... You can email me at oyusuf at jacksonson.com. Mm-hmm. You can tweet at me at Omer A. Yusuf, O-M-E-R-A-Y-U-S-U-F. Mm-hmm. And you, I, I'll get your story idea and I'll be in contact with you. And hopefully, if you have a story, that's how I want to tell it. So. Yeah. Are there any particular types of stories that you're looking for? Like On business and government, so yeah. primarily those would be the two things. Yeah. But if there's something that's super cool and you think I'm the only one who can do that or you don't know how to get in touch with the other people I can get you in touch with them mm-hmm. out of the couple of reporters who could do it so cool all right well Omar thank you so much for for being with us today and for uh, helping to make Jackson a better place and and choosing to call it home I'm glad to be here it's been a great almost four months so far Today's podcast was hosted by Kevin Adelsberger. Our intro music was performed by Aaron Harden. It was recorded live at The Cove. To find out more about The Cove, visit the website at www.atthecove.com. 
find out more about R. Jackson Home and read more about how amazing Jackson is, visit rjacksonhome.com.